Welcome to the Saving Lives Podcast. I'm Eddie Joe. Today is Sunday, March 28th of 2021 for historical context. Today, I'm going to be reviewing this article that was published just a few days ago in the Critical Care Journal on March 25th, titled, Effective Timing of Intubation on Clinical Outcomes of Critically Ill Patients with COVID-19, a Systematic Review and Meta-Analysis of Non-Randomized Cohort Studies. Again, these are not recommendations that I'm making. Please read this article for yourself and do not trust me. The reason why I'm choosing to tackle this article is because the pendulum has swung when it comes to deciding when to proceed with intubation of our COVID-19 patients. Again, we do not know what the best timing is to go ahead and pull the trigger. The early data suggested early intubation was the way to go, as we were all terrified of the aerosolization that occurs of the virus caused by theoretical high flow or different modes of non-invasive ventilation, such as BiPAP or CPAP. We quickly learned that this was a recipe for running out of ventilators early. Little by little, we became more open to using these other modalities to the point where some of us have asked ourselves if we're waiting too long with regards to the timing of intubation. Are we allowing the lungs to be completely trashed by delaying intubation and therefore allowing them to develop this fibrosis of their lungs or even this theoretical pathology called patient self-induced lung injury? We all have the clinical question of when should we be intubating COVID-19 patients, as in, are we waiting too long? Are we doing it too soon? Or the, the most confounding part of all is, does it even matter because those who have the significant underlying risk factors are going to honestly reach their, demand, their, their demise excuse me, regardless of our interventions? So this systematic review and meta-analysis, this paper that I'm using, is honestly the best information that we have to date to help us guide management of these patients. One thing to consider, though, is that there appear to be no prospective randomized control trials looking at this. Again, that'll be pretty hard to do. So therefore, these authors kind of had their hands tied behind their back and tried to swim by having to use non-randomized cohort studies, which this is definitely a limitation to this meta-analysis, but again, it's, it's all we have, so I gotta give the hat tip to them. All in all, they were able to collect 12 studies that involved a total of 8,944 patients, almost 9,000. Obviously, all these patients had COVID-19 and all these data were observational. They were able to break up the patients into two groups, the early group versus the late intubation group. And when I picked up the study, you know, I was hoping that they'd have a better delineation of what's considered early or what's considered late. But um, in the study, the authors defined early intubation as intubation within 24 hours from admission to the ICU. Late intubation was defined as intubation at any time after 24 hours in the ICU. This is where I honestly struggle a bit with these types of studies simply because it does not help us define outcomes on patients in whom we wait, you know, three, seven, or even 14 days after admission to the hospital to go ahead and place them on mechanical ventilation. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 
So out of these 12 studies and almost 9,000 patients, the authors conducted their statistical jumping jacks and found that, quote, timing of intubation may have no effect on mortality and morbidity, end quote. They also state that, quote, these results might justify a wait-and-see approach, end quote. And honestly, a wait-and-see approach is what I'm doing in my clinical practice today. There was no statistically significant difference on all-cause mortality, duration of mechanical ventilation, ICU length of stay, and need for renal replacement therapy. Again, I don't want to seem like I'm being overly critical of these authors because I I want to tip my hat to them because they made the best of the available data to conduct this meta-analysis. And this is not a personal criticism on them, but I do not feel that this information is helpful at all. The reason for this is because there's so many things that we do not know with regards to these cohort of patients. And I guess the best thing to do would be to read the individual 12 papers and try to, you know, come to a conclusion based on the findings of each individual paper. An example of this is the question of how long were these patients in the hospital prior to transfer to ICU? In my clinical practice, these patients are in the step-down unit for several days or even longer on high nasal cannula prior to their clinical deterioration leading to ICU transfer. These data prove to not reflect how long the patients were just lounging around in the hospital uh, prior to ICU transfer, or even when their symptoms started, etc. So, therefore, it is my opinion that the more pressing question is, does keeping the patients on high nasal cannula until they tire out proved to be beneficial over simply placing them on mechanical ventilation. Does their clinical decline happen because of us? Are we waiting just too long and allowing them again to tire out? In my practice, I'm using the ROC score, ROX, which I have discussed before on my YouTube channel as well as podcasts on my website, to help me determine whether a patient needs to be intubated or not. It would be nice if they performed in this study a subgroup analysis of the outcomes if the patients were intubated on, let's say, day 3, 7, 10, 14 of their hospital stay. To conclude my take on this study, it's hard to criticize because at the end of the day, I mean, I guess I could use my own data from my own hospital and publish that, but I just don't have time to go ahead and do that. That's on me. I guess we could all do better. Hopefully, this was a shorter podcast than normal. Hopefully, you took something away from it, being that You know, just because something is published in a very reputable journal doesn't mean it's actually useful for our clinical practice. Uh, That's just my take on it. Maybe, Maybe you all could tease something else out of this paper that I wasn't able to find. Nonetheless, hope you guys have a great day. Bye.